Friends and neighbors, the bamboozlement and the hoodwink continue. Unfortunately, we had a technical malfunction and we had a group call with myself, good brother Josh, good brother Ben, and the keeper of the furnace, Scott Waterford. And we had some audio troubles. The emulator that I was running, apparently all of a sudden doesn't like this side of the connection. Ben's stuff came through fine. Our stuff here in the basement of the Infidel is, I don't know what the right description, it's not garbled, it's like some weird feedback or something cuts in and out. So. It's probably the fact that Dust USA and Dust Studio, they are probably resetting their lines. You know, when they put those microphones in here to record everything that we come up with, Yeah, they probably need to reshield those lines. Something. It was terrible. I, I, we can't use it at all. Uh, Ben's stuff came through just fine. So I will probably edit out that and include it and uh, do it as a kind of just like a bit show. I'll, I'll, I'll lead in with what we were talking about and have Ben's stuff, uh, his reply come in. I was really bummed out because, again, we were planning on making this a two-parter season finale. And, of course... You know, we haven't had a really bad technical faux pas since episode six. We almost lost the entire episode after like two hours. So it's almost like we're, you know, we're sponsored by Fox. You know, it's like, yeah, we're going strong. And we're going to get canceled before the season finale comes out. We're going to put episode five as the premiere episode. So everything's completely out of context. You have no idea what the hell's going on. And then the, the pilot will show up like towards the end of the season. That's too soon. It's been like over, it's like 15 years ago. It's too soon. Too soon? Too soon. All right. Next, yeah. you're going to say that Space Above and Beyond deserved to be canceled. Oh my God. No. That still hurts. <laughs> right? We're going to do what we can. We're going to try to bring it back around and we'll be back in a flash. Good brothers and good sisters, we've been bamboozled. We've been hoodwinked. It turns out that not all four releases are coming in February. Only two. What? Why do you lie to me? I was preparing my wallet for four. I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay for four. But that's not the case. We got some bad intel. Looks like the BK Army Box 2... It's coming a little later. And the Japanese, the, the Japanese yeah, support squads. Yeah, I was looking forward to that one too. You need more railguns, really. Yes. I need more railguns. You need more heroes and you need more railguns. Yes. This this feels part of it. More railguns. Yes. I want I want 
I want as many heroes as I, as I have real guns. A, a rail gun and every hero. I will not rest until every rail gun you buy is a rail gun in the arms of an IGN hero. Well, I'll tell you, it, it may be a blessing in disguise because I'm only going to, I think I only need one scooter box. So I don't see me running multiple. But you should. Well, probably. I think I probably will once the we catch up on the alternate scooter sculpts. You know, get that thirsty scooter in there and Scooty Puff Jr. sucks. <laughs> but this little break though will allow me to get I'm gonna need a couple it's gonna, PLA boxes. It's gonna allow your, your wallet to replenish itself yeah. as you hope for that government stimulus. <laughs> Please more money so I can buy models. Well, that or I gotta Resell, you know, your kidneys a few times over. I ain't got no plasma. I I bleed protein. Well, I got I do got plenty of ice, and I got it's a pretty like, big bathtub. I so. bleed beef jerky. You know this. <laughs> yeah, it's like a paste, <laughs> teriyaki, and hoisin sauce. I've seen your I've seen your shopping list: pepperoni slices and string cheese. You know, don't make fun of the fact <laughs> that I'm like the toddler version of RoboCop. Okay. <laughs> You know, I graduated from baby food, and now I eat pepperoni and string cheese <laughs> and chicken tenders. Yeah. I'm not going to knock you on the tenders. No, no. You know what? We're going all lunchable on this one next. Yeah. Right? I want my Capri Sun, and you know what we're going to do? I'm going to get you to put the straw in because I can't do it myself. Now I'm going to get some practice in. It's been a while. And a fun size, a fun size Hershey's Crunch Bar. <laughs> Kicking it old school, folks. Well, and, and hobby news. How's that for a second breaker? Uh, we did get a little hobby in. We got some playtesting in on our Antarctica mission. Uh, we we needed to work out, make sure that the layout was working, and we got a game in this past weekend with our boy Greg. And uh, The layout is perfect for knowing the French. <laughs> well, <laughs> he did seem... That's a lot of terrain. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, well. I believe, it, I believe in French is le wain. <laughs> oh. Ah. But now we roughly had about the equivalent of two starters worth of, yeah. of terrain. And uh, this mission, without giving away too much, it's you're trying to power up the generators. So you have to pick up your BK canisters from one part of the board and carry them over by the end of the mission to far side of the board. And I think the mission is pretty good. I think we're, I got it. We're a, it's, it's not pretty it. good. It's pretty okay. It's pretty okay. At yeah. best. Yeah. At best. That's, well, that's, that is our brass ring. <laughs> that's, that's the five star frog splash okay. for us. It's yeah, pretty okay. It's pretty okay. We, we got to play through it and we, we wanted to see different armies. So, Greg was rocking his IJN for the first time. And I I have to say I felt pretty good because watching Greg play them reminded me of my first time playing the IJN. But forgetting all the rules. Yeah, and forgetting my very specific rules for my ninja. Like, you, they've got Scout. You, you should probably use that. they got smoke grenades. What? No, Greg, you know, I, I, I'm not picking on them. But it just it was like, oh, yeah, they do have Scout, don't they? <laughs> So. Especially in the cold, in the cold, you know, it's like, yeah, turn one, you're not. He's like, well, you got to move, got to go far. Yeah. 
Because in in our and again for those folks from remembering a couple episodes back, this campaign is our tip of the cap to the coffin box. So it's it's all we're borrowing some of the the theater of war rules found in Paradise Lost that in Antarctica had two or three specific things uh, that slowed things down a little bit or could could be you know models that don't move could be at risk of the cold. So we, we those are included in the mission as well. So we played it through, had, a, had always, as always, had a good time playing with Greg. And then we figured out at the end that we didn't need to make a slight arrangement change to the terrain. It's a very dense board. Because again, we're using the, almost the full contents of two starters on two maps. But it's supposed to be get dirty. You know, you're supposed to have to do some short fighting. There's no... It's almost an urban environment. It really is. And, and the terrain is laid out in such a way uh, to represent a abandoned weather station. Like a, a compound. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like an outpost. Yeah. It's, so the, the buildings are all there. That makes sense. There, it's a, it's a lay, it's a, it's a symmetric layout of how it, and you know, an organized facility would be. It's not just a couple tents out in an the outpost in Antarctica, you say? Yeah. Mm. Yes. I see. So the out of the four missions, this is the one mission that didn't have specific weather rules. Uh, without giving away too much, two of the missions you have to roll for weather because it's in the, out there in the in the storm. And one of the missions is actually in a cavern. And it's underground. So there won't be any aircraft. This mission that we were playtesting is one of the few where you can play with your toys with little restrictions beyond the first turn. So again, I thought it was a very successful uh, test. I think the mechanics are working like we wanted them to. It's a full, it's meant to be played long. It's an eight turn game. I know you've heard Scott and I talk about a lot of the things that we write are written for five turns because our dust day scenarios are all written to be played in a store and we've got to get three games in under a certain amount of time, so we purposely write them to be quicker. Well, it's but, yeah, because we got to we got to fill in you know ranking of people, you know the, the play the matchups, you know a lunch, you know yeah. late show up, early show, you know late yep. early, There's all the logistics of filling it in, but this isn't going to be played in the store necessarily. Yeah, this is well, this is meant to be a, a full on campaign. This yes, is you and your buddies getting together when you can, and you might have three hours, in. three hours to throw this out. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if you have fewer activations, I'm sure it'll go away faster. But as we've said before, we've noticed that when you're playing, uh, whether it's on Messenger or, you know, you're playing online through a webcam, it does take a little bit longer to play than normal because you're having to coordinate and call out your moves and things of that nature. But again, I don't think it takes away the fun. It just, it's just one of those things that's comes with the territory, I guess. It's adapting to the new normal of playing. Yeah. Yeah. For right now, anyway. Yep. So, then, do you have any thoughts or anything about the game? Uh, I thought it was good because, any, honestly, at this point, any feedback is good feedback. You know, because what's the thing that we hate the most is that, you know, we put something out there in the world and then it's just like a thumbs up or nothing, you know, or yeah, it's it was, good. It's like, like we're playing the Depeche Mode, enjoy the silence. Yeah, right? Know? It's like, no, tell me if it sucks. 
Like at least then it's like, all right, cool. We can work with that. We are Jared and I are well accustomed to working with things that are bad. I mean, <laughs> we work together. We're both horrible. Yeah. And that, but we're in a constant state of trying to improve one another. We do the same thing for our scenarios. It's like if you don't like something, if you don't see, like that's what Greg said. Greg said, you know, hey, you know, there's this very specific thing here where this guy can be exploited and just get pounded every turn. Okay, we yeah. can deal with that. Is that is and, a concrete thing we can address? Yeah. And it was one of those things where you you can't see it from the drawing board. At least, at least we didn't. Right? We actually had to put the table together and move the models around and actually roll some dice before it was discovered. You know, much like good old Frank showing up anytime we try to have a, a narrative mechanic. You know, he says no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and laughs at us. <laughs> you know, just. So, nope, that's a good test. Really pleased with that. And we're getting closer. Uh, another shout out. Good brother Josh came over. That's true. On Sunday and helped me get the rest of the hills cut. We wanted to add uh, for our, our official webcast of this campaign, we wanted to add some more 3D terrain. And with Josh's help, we've got the hills we need to pull off a the the game one mission we're gonna get them painted up and get them textured a little bit so you might say you're, you're approaching full 3d for some of these missions yeah yeah i think the buildings are going to be the hardest thing to pull off i if i'm gonna i, I don't own a lot of the uh the tenement buildings the tenant bu buildings i think the only one i have is the one that came with is it the hades no, Hades. Hades was the one where it was. That was like the. That was the subway. Zevrograd. The Zevrograd campaign box. I think it came with half of a tenement set. That's. I think that's all I have. I, that's one of the things that that's eluded me, in the collecting phase. So I, I don't have a lot of those. So that makes me, either we use the tile, and we we we're using the the five tile. Uh, building tile uh, to represent the hills. And we're going to notch the hills to mimic where the doors are on the buildings. So you can still, for folks at home that don't have 3D hills that fit the grid, they can cut out, they can use that building tile as a template and just write on it, you know, draw in your squares and uh, just you know, mark where the doors are because the doors on the hills, those lines will represent where the infantry can come up and there'll be a wider one where a vehicle can climb up on the hill. Okay. And I think that's a good point to make is that this campaign that we're making is meant to be made with two starter sets. Yes. Right? It's like, it's, it's the, all of the terrain. You don't have to really fabricate anything. It's all there one way, shape or form. Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, we like the challenge of, trying to make more 3d stuff. Um, and also said even for our own collection of terrain that the club has to use for our dust days, we've got, we're a little short on buildings. So yeah. we're having, we've had to use the, the 2d tiles in the past. So that's still one of the things we're trying to, to, to fill, you know, fill in, catch up on. So I'm, I don't want to 3d print those, but I can, you know, it's kind of it's one of those things where 
I'd rather be printing the other stuff. Yeah, but but, see, but, but the thing is though, for for somebody and their friends playing at home, they could do this with two starters. That's yep. like that's the important thing that it's accessible. Of course, we're going to do the thing where we blow the scale out, and you know, I'll have you printing rocket ships for this mission, even though we don't need to, because I think we should. But well, that uh, we'll need a crashed rocket ship for game two. So I still got it. I've, I've got a couple ideas. A crash ship in Antarctica mm-hmm. at an outpost, you say? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You little dog, too. <laughs> Only if it speaks Norwegian. Yeah. Gives, was... gives the entire plot in the first 10 minutes. Yep. So, yeah, hobby does. Hobby continues. It's a little slow, but it's still going. I haven't really chopped up anything recently, but. I still, I've got my parts in, so I am still going to do the Dynamo KV-47. Not that we'll get to, anyone will allow us to play with it. It's, it'll be parked right next to my Steel Samurai, you know, because you're so eager to play that too. So bring them on. They can warm the bench. But Bill was asking if, if I had it put together yet, but actually, uh, full transparency, I'm going to hand off the Kamikaze and the Samurai Thank you. I, I will gladly accept them. I know that you've been waiting to pass the torch for a very long time now. I will take good care of them in the meantime. Well, it might be a while for that. I was going to say hand them off to one of my favorite commission painters. And I will kill you. Well, By the end of this episode, I will kill you. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, but uh, you know, we'll... that kind of reminds me of that First time he's in the noose. The, Not right. You know. First time? Yeah. <laughs> no. This isn't the first time I've been killed. <laughs> but no, like I said, we're getting there. I, I was hoping to have another update for everybody. Uh, we're still working on our online plan for late spring, early summer. Uh, we got a couple folks more interested in it, and uh, we're just trying to see how we can piece it all together and make it accessible to everybody and let folks have a good time with it. We've got a couple of things we're going to be changing up here and, and, and how we do our episodes and do our, uh, how we construct the, the, uh, the overall layout, but nothing too crazy, but making a few minor upgrades here in the basement of the infidel so we can put on a decent presentation and hopefully we'll be doing some uh, unboxing videos for the uh, new releases that are coming here in the next couple of weeks. Keep an eye out for Shark Puppet. He might, uh, he may have found a way to get that box open a little quicker. We're gonna take a little pause of the cause and be right back. <coughs> Greetings, infidels. It is I, Mean Jean Mustafa. The following preview is courtesy of the Radio Free Infidel Network. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's go for it, fans. All right, Las Vegas. You wanted the best. You got the best. 
this is our take two of uh, our season closer. This, the whole podcast, Tales of the Bolterlands, we were, at the time, it all started from a point of we were looking to do some bits for the Dust HQ podcast. We were a supporting element. Very much. I mean, we, we were doing guest spots here and there on, on some of the episodes. And the they were having difficulty getting the schedules lined up because they would usually do an ensemble. They were trying to get like six, yeah. seven people together. And you've got the audio issues when you start getting folks in. You're going to get different audio quality, stuff like that. Sometimes there was one episode where we could barely hear another person. It just it just wouldn't pick it up. I don't know if it was a mic issue or signal thing. I'm definitely not the AV guy at the club. You're, you're talking about the Dust HQ podcast, not the part that just got messed up because of our own podcast that we're redoing no. right now. No, we own that one. Okay. I mean, I, that's – that's our goof somewhere. We don't know what mind. happened, but can't explain it yet. But anyway. but you can't stop the signal. No, no, it might be garbled, but you can't stop it. Yeah. So the idea was we were preparing for our presentation for our two-day event we were hosting for Dust USA at Adepticon, which would have been 2020 Adepticon. Yes. Right? Okay. March 2020. So we were looking at. We, we pitched in the idea of instead of doing a – the format I think they were running at the time was they'd have a main topic and then everybody chipped in their two cents on it, and that was the episode. And we proposed the idea, like, well, if we're going to be all at the show, let's do bits. Let's do – we can do an update from the event room on how things are going. We can do, you know, grab so-and-so and, and do a quick little – few minutes and of Q and a, or just, Hey, how's it going? Catching up kind of just some nice feel good pieces. And really we wanted to do, do, you know, triumph the insult comic dog at dust. Well, yeah, yeah, that, that would be, that is a great army for me to poop on. You know how hard it is to find a little fez for a hand puppet. I've been looking. I, I know. So, that was our proposal. It's like, well, hey, let's we'll record from our phones and we'll just stitch together an episode. Well, we never got to it. I mean, but obviously with with the the lockdown and everybody's way of life was in complete up, you know, just turned on its ear, and we weren't able to get the band back together. Uh, obviously, when we we're able to go to the show to record the bits, so we still had this idea. And I've been doing a lot of guest spots on, on a few different types of podcasting, and I've always wanted to have one of my own. And I, I guess with the lockdown, I decided, well, let's just do it. Just make it and see what happens. So we did. And we went with that format of just, hey, let's just, just have all these different bits and we'll stitch together an episode. And hopefully it doesn't suck. I mean, we're trying to get that ultimate goal, that, that high bar marking of just pretty okay. That's, you know, good enough for us. So that's how it all started. It started out mainly to, I guess the backside of it, it would be the, it was it was an experiment because we were trying a different um, uh, software, I guess that's the correct term. Uh, the original Dust HQ podcast was recorded and put together 
and uh, we're using Anchor, which was Greg had, had asked, hey, he had mentioned it. Have you heard of this? We should play with it. So I did. I went and played with it, and it was actually pretty easy. There's good and bad and everything, but when it's free, it's got a lot of good going behind it. Uh, bad is it's a little different depending on what device you're using it with. Like if I use it on my iPad, I have all the features available to make the episodes. If I'm using it on PC or the, the website of Anchor, it's very limited. It doesn't have hardly any of the functions, the free version. If there's a paid version, I haven't explored it. So let me put that little caveat in there. So we started, we started. You gotta pay for anything. Let's be real. I'm sorry. We're too cheap for that. Well, we did pay for something recently. But but what was the MSRP of that though? Uh, way higher. Yeah. <laughs> a lot higher. So. I did pay for it. This is not pirated, you know. So like that's for that's for a different season altogether. We'll talk about that a little later. So we said we'll we'll start putting together some episodes with it. And it, it was pretty easy. I mean, as far as me with absolute no experience in audio video, um, you know, running programs and mixing and editing and things of that nature. I don't know. It's the first time I saw you putting together a podcast of all the different bits that we had done. You looked like one of the three crones from like Norse mythology, you know, stitching together, you know, the, the threads of life and existence. And you're sitting over here being like, it is alive. Yeah. Well, when it works, I'm usually in a pretty good mood. And when it doesn't, I get pretty cranky, but well, we try. So yeah, we, we started it out and we didn't realize the whole idea behind the show was to what the club was up to. We wanted to talk about all kinds of games, movies, and not even just tabletop games, but video games too. And some of these things have leaked in. You'll If you've listened to the season one, and it's usually – Scott influencing me to stop doing hobby altogether and playing this game he found, but I'm not better. I had a good time doing it. No regrets. We thought we'd be a companion piece to the community. And in the, in the, the lockdown and, and the, this time of COVID, we were the only dust podcast that was out there putting out content. So instead of talking about a lot of different things, we started talking a lot more about dust, which I don't regret. I, it's been a blast and I've enjoyed it the entire way through, but we didn't intend it to be that way. Dust was going to have its place. It was going to be a, a segment you know, in the show, but we kind of filled the, the void a little bit, you know, and when we tried to put some content out there and in our own way, we don't take it very seriously. We like to have a good time and, Obviously, if you've listened to any episode besides this, you know that we have, are known for some shenanigans. Hey, Jared, you know you know what they say about what it's like living in a vacuum? No, I don't. It sucks. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. That's my purse. I don't know you. We've been talking about dust, and it's a good. It's been a good time. And we still are going forward. Uh, we are going to continue our shenanigans and share with uh, the people that want to hear it, the stuff that we come up with and try to come up with some original fun content, whether it's more missions or factions or kit bashes. Yeah. You name it. I mean, we, we're going to, if we can break it, we're going to try. 
quick version of the original take two abridged uh, yeah heavily abridged footnote footnotes so yeah we uh and it's i guess i also i should also say that it's not that i don't want the other podcasts because i do I, I i really enjoyed the other dust podcasts. they I, need to come back so we can trash talk them oh well, there's that you know because i would love to have a you know the from dodgeball, Menage Trois of pain, you know, just the three of us just ripping, you know, on each other. Death triangle. So, <laughs> but no, I, I, uh, I don't regret it. I, I'm really glad that we did it, and looking forward to doing a whole lot more. Because we met some good people. Oh, we met a ton of we great. Met people. a lot of horrible people, yeah. but you know, met some good people. Met yeah. some pretty okay people. Yep, and we've got to get a whole lot more games in than we would have. You know, playing some internet games, and you know we miss our we miss our our, our regular crew at at Noble Night. You know, we used to play on Thursday nights was our our club night, and obviously doing dust days. And we got a ton of ideas once the, they open the stores back up. But looks like it's going to be a lot longer. I noticed that uh, some of the stores are starting to have to post up events. Um, not so much here. No, but like Toledo Game Room's doing one. Yeah, and but then again, Ohio's kind of been wild west since the beginning of all this, though. Yeah, uh, I thought we were a little wild west here in Wisconsin for a bit, but being in the, I guess, in the, around the capital city, it's been a lot tighter. Like I think we had a, like a ten person max uh, uh, inside venue yeah. here in, in maximum capacity. Canada. Yeah. Because we were looking at trying to, we went up north, and we had we went to that uh, to the convention up there and hung out with the boys at, at at Northcom, and we you know we're driving home thinking like, well, what you know what I, what can we do? What can we get? And we were looking around, and and everybody had the same thing. It's like ten people the most. I'm like, well, me, you, that's two and a half. Like, ain't a whole lot of room left, and it's like. As much as I love dust and I like I love running events, and I like running dust events, or if I have to rent the room, I, kind of, I, I don't I, like paying for two seats for an airplane, Jared. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, we, we got. I can't take it in the teeth. You know, I can't host a you know rent a hall and hold the dust event for the sake of doing it, just so I can say you did it. Yeah, say I did it, and you know, I kind of need to break even on it. To, you know, keep it, uh, keep that going, but we'll get back to it. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get our shots and eventually one day, just maybe get to break out some of the stuff we've got lined up. I feel like I'm rambling. So this is going to get cut out. So <laughs> that's fine. You got any thoughts on the season one? Big things are on the way. I'm tired of living next to that furnace. We are too, Scott. We are too. Yeah. It's going to break out, you know. Got big things ahead of me. Not so big things ahead of you, but big things ahead of me. <laughs> so S- slightly, slightly smaller things for you. Big things for me. What you're saying is that the best of times are in my rear view. <laughs> You're over 40, my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a long road. 
when you're all alone. Yep. Cue sad Hulk music. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> this is my place. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the one getting kicked out. <laughs> Keep looking back over your shoulder, man. <laughs> just, just turn around. You know, you'll be walking down that driveway, looking back, being like, "Oh man, remember the good times." So no, we uh, we we do. I mean, not to sound down, but we've got we got a bunch of cool stuff queued up. We we want to do and. I guess we can go ahead and start talking about it. We made a purchase. Well, you hooked me up with it. I made the purchase, but we installed some new uh, video uh, editing software, and I want to use it for our uh, battle reports and uh, doing some more box opening type videos. Possibly for a YouTube edition? Yeah. There you say. There I say. So then we can look at our revenue stream and see, yes, it still says zero dollars. That's one of the highlights of, of, of Wednesday mornings getting the uh, the analytical report from the uh, podcast. You get to see all the different places that's been listened and how many unique plays it's gotten. You know, but then at the very end of it, it's like, and the money generated. It always says zero. But that's so, okay because we make nothing, then we can be sued for uh, nothing. <laughs> so we, uh, so yeah, stay tuned, folks. We got some, uh, we got more stuff coming in season two, and uh, we might even, like I said, branch out to a whole new level of technology for me to screw up. It's your boy, Pretty Hot Scott, with my dude, Sax the Man, in the Honda, Bolter Club Radio. My man, what are we doing today? We are driving north, son. We are heading north. We're going to spread some sunshine to those boys up in Merle. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a fun time. We will be checking in with y'all here throughout the course of the day. But just starting this out, it is like, what, 10 a.m. on a Saturday? I must really like you because I do not like getting up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. No, you still don't like me. You just want to torture me while we go up there for two hours. That's fine. So check back with us. We'll be here all day. Okay. Who's ready for story time with the Bolter Club, baby? That's right. We're going to think forward in the storyline for Dust 1947. And I, as a fan, am a little concerned about where the story is going and the pace that it is. We were goofing off the other night and looking at the the past few operation books, starting with Condor up up through now to the last one with Paradise Lost. And they all take place in 1947 in different months. But the world really gets turned upside down in a handful of months based upon the campaign books and myself. And this is, I'm, I'm very biased because I'm a little late to the party, right? I, I joined, rejoined dust a couple of years ago and I, I'm having a great time splashing around in the, this era. And I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about the idea of, Vril showing up and because right now when you read paradise lost 
everything's on fire, everything's burning. And I don't want a 40K vibe in my dust 1947. You know, I don't, if I wanted everything on fire and everything a smoking ruin, I, I would play a different game. You know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to revisit that. Like, I'm good. Like, I want to stay. But Gilliman could show up at every combat patrol army that you have. Yeah, every combat patrol list you ever you ever took had Gilliman in it with like eighteen assassins and so and two squads of uh, he was everywhere. He two squads to be. of frag cannons, you know, walking around. You're just jealous. No, not jealous. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, I'm 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 the living Primark. Oh, sure, I'll go on patrol with you every time, guys. He's he's a man of the people. Say for say, the people. Don't worry about it, guys. I'll, I'll just run run this pick you know, on this line with you. It's okay. Don't mind. I got plenty of time. He's I'm not like, running the Imperium or anything. He was making them marshmallows on the end of that flaming sword. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again. I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I, I dig it the most and I love playing around with, you know, the different operations and, and different things going on. And you and I were talking about it and we were talking how the, what if Sigurd was right. And of all people, Sigurd becomes the unifier. Or, or worst case scenario, it's all going to go bad. And then she's going to be standing there, this old, like, grizzled woman with half a face. And she'll be like, tell Joe it was me. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no good way out of this. Like, when they were all fighting each other, it still wasn't good. Yeah. Because the war was at such a scale and such a global thing that everyone was pretty not having an okay time. And now you have the mythos pop out and pretty much destroy all of the leadership of pretty much every army out there aside from uh, the, the Axis, who, well, they, they knew it was coming. You know, they they, they threw them at, into the, the zombie meat grinder for a while and they, they gave up. But everybody else is just like, oh, this is really not good. Everyone spread way too thin and they all just got decapitated. And then you're going to bring in this outside force that may or may not help you to, to destroy the, the the mythos faction or something like that. Yeah. It's it's very uh, oh yes, we will help you join. And well, the thing is like it's it's a real it's the confederation, right? Mm -hmm. They they're made up of multiple alien races. I view this very very much like XCOM two, where it's like yes, come join our confederate. Uh, you know, con con come join the confederation, yeah. or die. You humans make good cannon fodder troops. Yeah, we'll recruit you into the ranks. And uh, I, I'm just not ready. I am not ready to propel into that new brave, well, brave, becomes, brave becomes, new world unknown. It becomes Adam Punk then, right? Yeah. Because like these people have like they're very sci-fi. They're very like 1950s sci-fi Adam Punk. Yeah. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not. No, it's cool. It's great. It's like a 60, just, 50, I, 60s Adam Punk. I just, I'm not sure I'm ready to move on to that type of storyline. And realistically, I don't know if the if the studio is ready to unveil and release a whole new line of, again, speculation on our part, right? We don't know anything. We're just saying, thinking out loud, 
if the Vril show up, it, why do I have visions of, of a custodes, you know, like very elite, very small number force. So it'd be easy to pick up in theory, cause not a lot of models, mm -hmm. but also should you roll poorly, it could go south real fast. You know, you don't, you don't have any attrition. Could you imagine what some of the matches would look like though, possibly given the, the high amount of tech that the Vril have compared to at this time, say the Rangers, it's going to look like, it's going to look like Tim Burton's Mars attacks, right? Jack Black with that M1 Garand. He's sitting there like, I love America. And it's just going to be like, bam, just turned into a charred skeleton. Yep. And I'm all for, you know, the Varil assembling, you know, a gargantuan cannon at an old lady, you know, <laughs> behind her back, you know, completely unaware. I'm and then, loving you. You know, <laughs> Byron Riggs, champion of the world. No, I, I am as as a miniature fan. I'm absolutely, with you know with the images we've seen. The sculpt, like well, like yeah, like the three D, the three D sculpts look great. You know, like the classic, yeah. the classic Martian. Your, the, the the classic sectoid look, if you whatever you yeah. want, you know, the gray alien. It looks amazing. Looks really cool. I like the idea of having, you know, as Paolo kind of presented some other options, you know, we've got the the Valkyries on the Vespas, which are going to look cool regardless. And then there's the, uh, like, the reptilian. There's a reptilian sort of, like, troop. And then there's also, there's the Martian ape. Not Martian, Martian. Martian, Marsh, Martian. It was a very big deal for Paolo to say that it was a Martian ape. It was a for, the forearm gorilla. Yeah, I was like that. Those look really cool. I'm really excited to see what they do with them. I'm also worried because these people are going to be using ray guns, and I'm over here with you know black powder bomb and a Molotov cocktail. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to go stick. great. Yeah, right. Sharp stick. Everybody's attack. Yeah, you know the uh, switching gears a little bit talking about you know future releases we've seen some chatter folks are still asking questions about those those other blue core uh experiments right the big like the the, the, was the two headed all oh, the three headed like three -headed amalgamation three. of resident yeah. evil yeah yeah it has like a panzer faust in one hand and like yeah do, no. do, do you think that'll be a resin release i like, think it would have like, to. like a like like you know because we've seen a lot of collector edition yeah. releases now obviously you know, we covered the endless wave of scooters that just kept coming the vesperados if you the Vesper will. yeah the yeah the vesperados like we need i need some i need some sombrero hats poured i need i need that in a kit so i can redo that but uh somebody please get a get on that we that needs to be a thing the out of the wasteland of Guadalajara comes <laughs> the Vesperados. <laughs> For tonight, we ride. Yeah. Here's Little Tortilla Boy. <laughs> Not without more tortillas. The, uh, yeah, but that just, that monster just screams like, it, probably it gonna be, be resin. Probably gonna be a collector's it's, edition. Well, it, it, it looks like it's gonna be thick, right? Like it's gonna. It it reminds me sort of like Forge World's Great Unclean One. You know, it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be resin. I, I think, you know, I, 
you know, part of our jobs is to recognize patterns and anticipate need. Or maybe they'll just make it as one of those one to 35 scale resin models and just be like, here you go, play this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it, is it one to 20? Yeah. Like, we have one got, to 20. They've got yeah. all the, 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 they've got the uh, Sigrid and, uh, Wednesday and, 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 and Red Ace, they got Red yeah. Ace. They have a new one too. New one just came out. And this uh, this other one. And then, then you got the big the big blue Kreutz experiment next to them. Like, all right, here guys. <laughs> like what's three his, times the size. What's his name? Call, call him Sloth. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Sloth. Yeah, I I wonder how much of that will actually be released like to the world versus from the studio in the collector's edition. Cause I mean, there's a ton of, I mean, we were going back and uh, looking at old presentations and whatnot of all the stuff that we saw, like, Oh, here's this art, you know, like the, the desert scorpion uh, scooters. Right. Cause when, when the, when oh, the, pitch, the, foreign, the foreign legion scooters. Yeah. When they were, when they were initially, you know, we saw that the, the 3d, Yes. Designs, it was Merc scooters and DS scooters. Yeah, the French Foreign Legion with the Kepi caps and the yeah. shortest shorts think, known to mankind. Because the one that, that that stuck in my memory was the Vespa turned over. Yeah. And they were using it for cover. They were yes. laying down behind it, you know, in a firing position. And so I'm thinking, okay, with both the Mercs, the alternate poses of the Mercs came out, then. These I, would have to be somewhere would, down the line. I would say this is probably going to be a collector's release as well. Well, and there's there's a lot of things that we've seen pictures of that just you know, the v, the Vietnamese, right? You know, the Vietnamese build your own adventure squad that's coming out, right? At some Cause, point. Yeah, because they were carrying they had they had RPGs, they had RPGs, man, you know, you know uh, and they weren't wearing armor. They were like the appearance of what rank one would look yeah, like. Yeah, they were right? like the Ho Chi Minh volunteers. You know, there's the the walk the 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 walking priest. You know, that was going to be. Uh, uh, the allied one of those allied walkers, sort of like, uh, yeah, it was on the the bulldog chassis. It was, bulldog chassis, it was, it was yeah. on the it was a large vehicle, one by two, but it had was it the long tom? Yeah, it had artillery? artillery piece on it. It's like okay, or then then there's the idea that you know there's ones that are going to be troop transports as well. So there's a lot of stuff out there that we haven't seen. Who knows where it's actually going to come out? Where it's all going to shake out and all of this. Also, with this and where sort of going back a little bit to. Where things are sort of going is that, well, if everything's on fire and there's nobody really around to contest anything or necessarily to tell you what you shouldn't be doing, well, what's to say that some factions don't start making some really crazy weaponry? You know, we already know what the the VK, you know, the reanimation serum does to live subjects. It sort of kills them and then makes makes bad things out of them. Cool. Why not just have you know some bombs full of that stuff and just start bombing things? You know, if, if there's nothing left to lose when the Vril come in and the Mythos are everywhere, it's like, well, why not? It's gonna be a really scary arms race, I think, lore wise. Well, yeah, I, yeah, like I said I, I, I'm, I'm happy playing in our sandbox, the occasional trip to the, you know, the jungle, maybe. And you had a day trip to the to the Golden Triangle. Yeah, well, just saying, you know, like I, you know, my the banner that I wave is like, give us one more neoprene mat. You know, <laughs> yeah, you'll be waving that banner till your arms fall off. 
Well, you know, they, they conceded on bears. We, we should get a bear sometime. And once we have said bear, then we work on penguins. And then three years later, when we, they finally concede to the nonstop, you know, deluge of requests for penguins, you know, weaponized penguins, then we work on werewolves. Well, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back on what Greg always says: for fifteen thousand dollars, you can have it in two months. Yep. <laughs> we started GoFundMe for weaponized penguins. You know, it might it might offset all of the healthcare GoFundMe's out there as is. <laughs> Warner Bros. is gonna sue somebody. It's okay. Tim Burton's on our side. We just promised to kill his wife, and they'll say it's okay. In the movie, not in real time. Probably both. I don't know. You think they get along? You like Paolo Parente's Dust 1947? Nah, it's okay. Its early work was a little too Kickstarter for my taste. But when Operation Condor came out in 17, I think the game really came into its own, both commercially and artistically. The whole campaign has a clear, crisp gameplay mechanic and a new sheen of editorial professionalism that really gives the game a big boost. He's been compared to Christopher Rush, but I think Paolo has a far more buxom, sultry sense of artistry. Hey, Waterford. Yes, Jared. Why do you have all these copies of the Patriot newspaper all over the place? Do you, do you have a Spetsnaz starter? A little, you know, Mao or a little tank like that? No, Jared. Is that a dice bag? Yes, it is. In 2019, Dust released this, Paradise Lost, its most accomplished campaign. I think its undisputed masterpiece is Welcome to the Jungle, a scenario so simple, most people probably don't read the special rules, but they should, because it's not just about airdropping Fauci Jaeger next to the objective and unloading on your enemies. It's also a personal statement how about the playtesting therein? Hey, Jared! Ah! Try getting a reservation at Gen Con now! Get your game. 
older, you're bundled up now, wait till you get older. But the media men beg to differ, judging by the hole in the satellite picture. The ice we skate is getting pretty thin, the water's getting warm, so you might as well swim. The world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it, and I'll never get bored. Get bored.